0: Welcome back to the STG fitness podcast. And tonight you've got Jesse and I, we've got looking at our list right now, eight topics to cover. So we've got a jam packed um, schedule for this episode. We're excited. Cause there's a lot of good stuff uh, we're going to be talking about tonight, but uh, to keep things how we usually do, Jesse, how are things going? I know we talked a little bit before this.
1: Yeah, we did talk a little bit before this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, things can always be worse. I'm trying to be grateful for a lot of other things. Um, but for people that don't know going through a bit of a knee and ankle issue, uh, right now, and it just, it kind of is what it is. I'm seeing a foot and ankle specialist on Tuesday in a couple days from now to hopefully get some answers on things. So right now I'm just largely, uh, emotionally like just in limbo like i don't know what to think or what to do really um i've got planning ahead for whether it's good news or bad news um just in general focusing on my bench press cuz that's about all i can do keep training upper body stay healthy um competing in the near future is pretty questionable so hopefully i can get some answers soon but i'm just thinking about goals um, maybe I'll make a, a YouTube video talking about more things in detail. but other than that, you know, things are good. We um, for basketball, we made it to the second round of playoffs for the first time in, I don't know how long, at least 20, 25 years. Um, it, we lost by one point. <laughs> so that was a, that was a heartbreaker to go from football, losing in the semifinal with a bad referee call. and then again in basketball, making it to a point that we've never done before, and again, losing by such a close score to a poor referee call. Um, It was hard on the kids and everything, but it was a good season. Super grateful for all of those things, and uh, I'm excited to move on um, just to have a little bit more free time, start focusing on football, getting ready for that, and, uh, of course, planning for uh, nationals with, with all of our athletes getting excited for that.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I I know we'll kind of talk about this maybe later on, but, yeah, we had a little bit of a schedule change. So we saw that Dylan and Brad will be competing on the same day, yep. Nationals Week. So that'll be cool. I think that'll allow for both of us to be back there, too, with them. So it'll be fun to kind of tag team that if they're both in the same session. But, uh, but yeah, for me, life's been good. It's been busy. Um, I think training has – I mean, I always say this, training's been the best it's ever been. I guess that's always a good thing. Um the last so. last week it was like week two into the block and all of my last warm ups totaled out to be what I hit at my last meet, which was my best total at thirteen hundred. So um I'm really excited for week three to uh, you know, just keep moving the standard forward. Um uh, and really outside of that, it's just it's staying consistent. Um I hit a little bit of a spell of having to get up a lot earlier than I usually am, so That's kind of gone in line with when I got my ingrown toenail taken care of. I have to get up like a whole half hour earlier each day because I have to soak every single morning, soak my feet every single morning before I go to work. So it's like it kind of threw my schedule off a little bit, but you sometimes just have to roll with the punches, find a way to make it more consistent. And I feel like I've done a good job of handling that pretty well. But outside of that, I mean, personal life's been good. It was Valentine's Day this past week. So shout out to Michaela and Bailey. And uh, it's it's been nice. Good. There's really really not too much. That's always I feel like that's a kind of a good thing, when, you're just like locked in. But we're hey, we're nearing no, eighteen no weeks students. out from nationals. Yeah, so it's just it's yeah. just crazy. So, um. All right. Well, we'll start the night off. We've got a new custom program available. You want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So this is just a new, option, um for. Programming where people are maybe in between of they don't necessarily want just a pre-made program or they don't necessarily want or they maybe they just don't need the specific one on one coaching, but they still want something custom, something completely tailored to their goals. So this option is for people that, you know, you need a eight to 12 week custom plan um, that's designated for your goals, strength, weight loss. You've got a specific goal you want to hit in a couple months. You got a meet coming up, um, whatever that is. Uh, that's kind of what this program is tailored to. So it's a little bit of that in between for not wanting a pre-made program, but you're not needing one-on-one coaching.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say a lot of that actually came from the voices of you all out there. Um, we do have yeah, a wide, 100%. we have a wide spread of pre-made programs that um, are, they're 75, right?
1: Yeah. And they're so, all pretty much three months, 12 weeks long.
0: Yeah. So we, we heard you guys on that where, you know, we had a really good spread, um, but we've all, we also had a, a, a fair amount of people reach out to us saying, Hey, like, I don't necessarily need the Full attentiveness of a one on one coaching opportunity. I also have a different needs, or I'm going through, I want to prepare for, you know, different events, such as, you know, getting ready for a 5K, getting ready for a 10K, getting ready for a meet, but they just don't want that full one on one coaching experience. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like that in between. But, you know, for the price and for, you know, 12 weeks of, Getting a custom-made programming, I think it's a, a great opportunity. I think we're going to see a lot of success from that. I know I've already got one athlete who, you know, she's she wants to get ready for her first meet, and I'm going to help her through that, um, going through that um, avenue. So, just very excited for that. And it also takes us over to nutrition coaching.
1: Yeah, so that's something that is in the works as of right now, um, but it is my goal just to expand what we can provide as a, as a coaching service is not just the fitness side of things, but the nutrition side of it, because no matter what your goals are, nutrition is a huge, huge part of that. Um, how you're going to look, how you're going to feel, how you're going to perform. Um, you don't have to be a competitive athlete to want to perform well. I think it's very important for people to take health into their own hands and, Even if you're just physically active two to three days a week, you still need your nutrition to be um, beneficial for you, um, beneficial for your health in the long term. So it's my goal to become a certified nutritionist just to not only legally, um, but in a more beneficial way to people um, to serve their goals in the right way and learning. A little bit more of the ins and outs of nutrition and how things affect the body i just want to learn more about it um, if you have people giving you diet plans or nutrition plans and they're not a certified nutritionist be careful because so many people there's a lot of different kind of um, allergies or dietary restriction things and things like that that you got to be careful giving people nutrition advice if you aren't certified in that you can give nutrition advice but, but you can't give out uh, detailed plans because that's where it gets a little shaky on the legal side so that's kind of the end the the I guess that foundation line where I want to do it in the right way um, so that there's no issue but also just educate myself better so that I can provide a better service for people and to provide more through STG
0: Yeah, I definitely think it's something that a lot of times gets overlooked, um, both ways in progress of wanting to lose weight or gain weight. Um, you know, I've, I've had passing conversations with a lot of people of like, you know, I'm, I'm grinding in the gym. I'm not seeing any like gains. Like I'm not seeing like a size difference. I'm not seeing the scale go down. And you ask the, the magical question is, well, what does your eating look like? And you have some people, I, I mean, it goes all different ways it depends for every single type of person, but very similar to like baseball. I mean, like a lot of like, when you say baseball is like 80% mental, 20% physical. I think that also kind of goes over to the fitness side of things. I feel like nutrition is almost 80% of it. Working out is 20% of it. I don't know if you want to say differently on that, but I definitely think like it gets overlooked so many times when people start to plateau or not see results.
1: And even on the side of just like, your overall health and performance. If, I mean, you can work out and then have a really poor diet and still not feel very good. Um, And maybe you're not maximizing your gains because you're not maximizing your nutrition. Not everything's going to be perfect. Live your life, eat the pizza, have the ice cream, whatever. But there's other little details to maximize your health and all the other benefits of eating a little bit better, especially with what aligns with your goals your schedule your lifestyle um and and for me as a football coach but like a powerlifting coach i mean even for grant over the over the couple years there's been times where we're fasting like crazy before a meet and we got way in and then after that it's we're hitting up chick-fil-a and mcdonald's and all this other um high calorie foods to recomp but the more that i think about it on the coaching side of it there are better ways to recomp with more healthy and nutritional options that will absolutely help you recomp but are also going to help you perform better the next day because the whole point is to perform and your nutrition has a huge part in that yes all the training is super important knowing when to deload, knowing when to peak, all of that stuff is super important. But your nutrition, plays a massive role into how your body feels. So along those kinds of things, um, being able to help people have more successful weight cuts, whether it's a bodybuilding show or you have a wedding coming up, all these things, um, keeping weight off when you lose it. So that's the goal with all the nutrition coaching coming soon, which will likely be available this summer. Yeah going
0: to be an exciting time. I mean, because mm-hmm. I already feel like you provide a comprehensive experience with just the coaching you provide, but now to add the nutrition side of things, it's going to be crazy. Yes, sir. It's going to be crazy. So, all right. One of our main topics tonight, talking about mindsets, less is more and being patient. You want to talk about it being okay to slow down?
1: Yeah, I think this is something that I've had to talk about with a lot of my younger athletes, a lot of my high school guys where everyone has especially when you're younger you ha- you have these goals or you start to see just the slightest bit of success and sometimes you want to just put your foot on the gas and accelerate and go 100 miles an hour but sometimes it's going to be I wouldn't say sometimes I would say it's always going to be more beneficial for you to maybe slow down just a little bit and look at the big picture. Um, Sometimes you are under a timeline. Like for some of my guys that want to try to play college football, they have certain goals. They're under a timeline. They graduate high school in a certain number of years. They need to ideally fit um, a certain size, a certain weight, certain numbers in the weight room, certain numbers on the field to fulfill the goals that they want to be recruited in a certain way for powerlifting similar things i think powerlifting competitive lifting strong strength sports in general you are under a little bit of a time schedule because you have meets coming up but one meet in year one of your competitive career is going to be vastly different than a meet 10 years from now in your competitive career so and that's one of the things that I've learned a lot from listening to other powerlifters, guys that are world record holders that are in their 40s and 50s, is wishing that when they were younger, they kind of slowed down a little bit. And that can come into overworking your body. Yes, you're young. You can heal a little bit faster. Um, You recover a little bit quicker in between your heavy training sessions. But it's, it's, it's okay to settle down a little bit. It's okay to stay in the moment and treat your training session, no matter how big or how small, put maximum intent into it. Like, okay, it doesn't always seem important to a high schooler to do this dumb rotator cuff exercise, but hey, you want to bench 315 by next season, you got to take care of your shoulders. You got to do these little exercises. I teach guys how to do certain mobility exercises that seem dumb now but it's a good idea to pay attention to those little details that are going to help you when you're 25, when you're 30, when you're 40 and so on. Um, So it's just little things like that, that it's all right to, to take your foot off the gas a little bit. Don't necessarily completely let go of the gas and then you get complacent and you get too comfortable and you're not achieving your goals, maybe at the right pace, but, you know, you still got to grind, you still got to put in the work, you still got to maintain a competitive edge, whatever it is, but it doesn't have to be pedal to the metal, 100% intensity all the time.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like I say this a lot on the podcast. I'm always grateful Like, I grew up playing the sport of baseball because the baseball season is comprised of 162 games at, at the majors. But the, the sport itself, um, it requires you to win a lot of small things on the day-to-day basis of you know, making the small technique changes, you know being able to have that short-term memory to not let what happened in yesterday's game carry over to the next day, um, and simply let, like letting yourself know that each at-bat you have, each out that there is, each pitch that you're making is a new opportunity to do something great, and it's a new opportunity to win or lose that rep I think that's what's translated so well over to powerlifting. And you just look at it a lot in life, too. Um, I felt like the last prep that I had when I was recording YouTube videos every single day, the one word that kept coming out of my mouth was building momentum. And it it is crazy when you start to do the little things consistently right, and you consistently Mm -hmm. win the small details. It may not seem like a lot in the moment, but when you're pulling up to your meet day, you know, when you're pulling up to the job interview, when you're pulling up to the day you have a presentation, when you're pulling up to your first practice on campus at your college football program, is that when you know you've grinded, you know you've taken care of the little details, you know yourself, you know how you've handled your business, it should give you all the confidence in the world. And when you take those things step by step, Small win by small win, I think that's when you start to see the big wins. You start to see the milestones start to hit, and um, I, I think it's a lot easier to look back, like when you when the experience is over, you're later in Almost. life. It, you're <laughs> like, man, like if only I did this. If I only if I took that extra time to do X, Y, or Z. And I, I, I loved when like I I looked at the what we we're going to be talking about tonight about you know mindset and being patient we're we're in a society full of instant gratification and oh yeah it, it, it i mean it, i struggle with it sometimes too I powerlifting is like the number i feel like sometimes just the most egotistical sport you could be a part of because when you start to get that glimmer of like i've got it like i i'm starting to see it th- this sport will humble you in a heartbeat and mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, I I definitely I definitely like where you're going with that too. So how like how would you talk about or how would you recommend, you know, making a plan um, you know, for an athlete, for a person uh, you know, setting out how to be adaptable, how to be able to um have a strong mindset when going into a challenge.
1: Yeah, I think <clears throat> one of the things to understand is um And I think the younger, I I tell, it's like the same thing that you just said, where you look back at it and you wish, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. And I think when you're younger, whoever's listening to this, and I tell my high school athletes this all the time, whether it's on social media or me or your other coaches, or we go to a camp and it's a different coach that's saying the same thing, look at the people that are ahead of you. And that you look up to and truly understand the things that they're saying. Like, oh, I wish I did this when I was in high school. I wish I did this when I was in my early 20s. Take that advice kind of seriously. You don't need to overthink it. You don't need to copy their life. But live your own life and understand your goals and what's important to you. And be willing to ask for help be willing to just slow down a little bit. A big saying that I say to a lot of my guys, I mean, we're a fitness company and I coach kids um, in the weight room all the time. And it's, I tell them almost every single day, more is not better. Better is better. You guys are in high school. Yes. You're teenagers. You don't need to be lifting two hours a day, six, seven days a week. If you put true purpose and intent into a one hour session before school, for like three to four days a week you're gonna have tons of gains like you eat right you still got time for your friends you still got time for video games you got to take care of your schoolwork. your entire life doesn't need to revolve around training but if you want to be good at the sport you want to start to be successful you got to put in the work for it but it doesn't have to consume your entire life because it also plays a longevity effect into things. You don't want to run your body into the ground and run into overuse injuries because now you have to take time off of training. Now we're stepping backwards. So putting more intent into maybe less days of the week with a goal that you're trying to achieve can be better and a, a way to avoid burnout. There is absolutely going to be times training sessions, um late nights that you're going to have to grind out work. You got a school project, you're growing a business and you got to stay up late. There's a training session that's, that's super important because you got a competition coming up or whatever it is. There's, there's going to be moments where you really got to push it, but it doesn't have to be all the time. Um, I think that that's something super important. And the other part that's important to, that's important to understand is making life adaptable because life is going to happen, which is where I personally relate a lot right now is life is happening and it's things have totally flipped upside down with some injuries. And it's just, I'm, I'm still kind of in limbo, but I'm rolling with it. I'm controlling what I can control. I'm trying to be positive and optimistic about things. I have the mindset of willing to accept, you know, do I need to go the route of surgery? Am I going to be okay with just some physical therapy? but I'm controlling what I can control. And it is what it is. Don't dwell on it too long With if it's bad news because you're as long as you're, again, slowly but surely working towards those goals, you're going to work through the tough times and come out on top at the end, 100%. So you just can't quit. You got to keep moving.
0: Yeah. There was actually, there's something that you said earlier on to your response to my question. Um, You were saying like, listening like when you're in the room with like coaches or people who are in positions that you want to get to i feel like that comes up quite frequently within like the athlete side of things is i was listening to a podcast with max crosby on it max crosby's a all-pro defensive end for uh the las vegas raiders i almost said oakland (laughs) um for the las vegas raiders and the biggest thing that i thought was really interesting he said because i didn't know if Players enjoyed the Pro Bowl or not and he said for the players especially for him Pro Bowl weekend is like his favorite weekend because you're around all of the best players in the league and he said he uses that opportunity to be able to ask questions to the other all pros is like what are you doing in the offseason what is like your nutrition looking like what are you doing to keep that edge of being the best at what you do in the world and I, I felt like I related instantly to that. Like, I remember being at nationals last year, being in the sauna, just like cutting weight, but I was around several other power lifters, and we were all just sharing like how we go about our day-to-day training. Um, you know, some of our best practices and what their nutrition plan looks like, how, like where, where do they train? Like, do they surround themselves with big groups? Do they like to train by themselves? And mm-hmm. you know, that, that really goes for anywhere you want to go in life is, you know, identify the position you want to be in, identify where you want to be and ask those questions. Be, be the fly on the wall, like be a listener and listen to what those people are doing. Like that could set you up for that success. Um, I like to be the optimistic person and say that there are, there are great people out there and there are people willing to share their experiences, share their knowledge to be able to give back. I genuinely believe in that because I've experienced it. Um, There's a lot of people that have helped me get to where I am today. And a lot of that has come from me going out of my way to ask questions, putting myself in positions to be a fly on the wall, to see how things are done to get to where I want to be. And that's really the, the biggest piece of advice I could offer up to anybody as well is, you know, if you see somebody where you want to be, do those things.
1: For sure. Yeah. yeah, you never, You're never too old to keep learning new things. Um, There's always something you can learn from from other people, other experiences.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to take a brief intermission. We've got a few more topics on the slate, and they are going to be some interesting ones. So we're going to take a brief intermission. We'll be right back after the break. All right, and we are back from the intermission, and the next topic we've got at hand is they do something they can't even speak that do something great today. Moment of the week, um, and being able to create a new award that is presented each time we do this podcast, and being allowed allow our listeners to be able to submit a winner that might have gone out of their way to do a good act of kindness, Good Samaritan moment you know, a big opportunity where you might have overcome some adversity and came through and did something big. Um, We want to bring some positivity to the podcast and be able to recognize those who are going out of their way, doing God's work and making a difference in the world. So along those lines, Jesse, I'll let you add on if you want to add anything after this. I think the big thing um, for us is being able to identify those winners and being able to, whether it's hook them up with some STG Fitness gear or give them a shout out on Instagram, Uh, we want to be able to drive a new initiative on this podcast and be able to, again, bring some light, uh, to those doing God's work, making a difference in the world and promote positivity by doing something great
1: today. For sure. Yeah. I just think it's a good opportunity to continue to share that message, um, that we talk about all the time is doing something great today. Um, and yeah. That I, th- I just think it's a cool opportunity for us to do that. And continue to share on social media.
0: Yeah. So if you if you guys happen to run into somebody who's done something great today, is doing something great in the world, shoot us a DM, send us a message. Um, and again, we'd love to share it on the next podcast episode, as that will be the first award uh, we give out. All right, and then turning pages. We had the biggest meet in powerlifting history, and that was Sheffield 2024. That was a good meet. It was a surprising
1: meet. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I don't know how – I mean, we'll talk about – we'll be talking about all the details, but just the amount of records that were broken, all the hype. um, I was – I had to miss the end of it. Um, so at the end, I was a little bit surprised to hear who won, actually. Um, but again, just phenomenal performances by a lot of people and a lot of records broken. Um, I'm excited to see what continues to happen with these athletes as we talk about more more meets and stuff like that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was crazy to see. I think they said there was 52 re- world records broken throughout that one yep. meet of 24 lifters, which is, That's crazy. it's insane. It's insane. So the winners on the men's side was Gustav hedland On the women's side, it was Agata Sitko. Uh Gustav is from Sweden, and Agata is from Poland. And Gustav, I from what I heard before the meet, had a 4% chance of winning it. So the, the underdog right. came through, and he yeah. battled it out with three other 93s that were just, Killers. So it was insane. I think he broke the world record by a hundred and two percent. Agatha broke it by a hundred and nine percent. The women's yeah. division was insane. Like yeah, I think we so saw for the people
1: that don't under for people that don't understand winning Sheffield, it's a little bit unusual and different from other meets where it comes down to beating or it's a percentage of the IPF world record in that, that weight class, and it's a percentage of by which you beat it. So whoever beats that record in their respective weight class by the most wins Sheffield, um, and it was pretty close, or it's pretty crazy how close Gustav and uh, Jonathan Kaiko.
0: It was it was down to the wire. I mean, even Gavin Aiden. I mean, he was, he was
1: right there as well.
0: It was, it was crazy. It was crazy to say the least. Um, The podium for men, yeah, consisted of Gustav Hedland, second place, Jonathan Keiko, and then Delaney Wallace coming through to beat Russ's record that has been standing I since heard. I believe like 2019, which yeah. is, that's crazy in itself. Um, I know I, I mentioned honorable mention Gavin Aiden. I don't know if you saw the bench portion of things, but he hit his third mm-hmm. bench. But they, well, the, I think they gave him a two to one. They're saying elbow depth. Yeah. and I was like,
1: yeah. Which I mean, well, there is kind of frustrating when I was watching it that on some lifts they didn't have a replay. It was like, why don't you have replay footage readily available at a meet this big, right? Like it should be there for every single attempt. Yeah. Um, because every every kilo matters in a in a in a comp, competition like this. So but it got it got overturned, didn't it?
0: No, no, it, it stayed. It didn't. As a missed lift and I I think honestly I think if he gets that we have a whole different outcome to everything, but you can play the what if game as much as you want. It was, it was a great meet to watch. It was a great showdown. Um, Jesus Olivares, I know, was a heavy favorite when we were talking with Brad on the podcast last time. I think all three of us were saying, Jesus, it's his to win. He's going to win it. Um, it looked like it. He beat Ray Williams's squat record, which was insane to watch. I had chills watching him go break that record. But then uh, Bench... I think he, he missed yeah, one he attempt one flat out. And then he got the guys he he thir- third third. Got his first, missed his second. Third one he got, but he jumped the rack command
1: and got yeah. three red lights. And then and that's just at a meat at that level. Well that's what's so hard, I think, what people don't realize when you compete at that level. And if you've never watched it, I mean You talk about all the hype, the lights, the music, the crowd, all this stuff going on and you're also just as an individual you are being hyped up as somebody that can break world records and just all this stuff. So all that hype, the mindset to go into it where you've got to pay attention to those commands. Like, control what you can control. you got to listen to those commands. When he missed that or he racked it early. As soon as he racked it, I was like, uh-oh. That I saw the spotters. Quick. Yeah. yeah. They kind of looked... It was like freeze frame where they looked at each other. They're like, he got it, but he racked it early. Yeah. Because I think then, they were looking like, at each other like, my, you didn't I,
0: touch that bar, right? <laughs> it's like, nah yeah. it, that sucks. So when I, when I
1: saw that, it was kind of a moment of like, I could feel my heart sink a little bit for him like that. That's it right there. That's gonna that's gonna really hurt when it comes to being on a podium. Yeah, and deadlifts, which which he didn't get. He was, I think he was eleventh. Yeah, he was pretty low, low. Um, well, I think
0: because he, yeah, so he missed his first deadlift. I think it was just way too light because he lost balance and just dropped it. Got his he second. Almost went
1: backwards.
0: Yeah, and then on his third attempt. I he loaded up whatever it was gonna take to win the meet and I think it, it he dropped it after like right when it got to his knees. It was just Yeah, and that's it where, was a number that you think he, he I couldn't
1: I had to I don't remember what I had to go for. I had to leave, but I think I missed a lot. I was bummed. I missed a lot of the third attempts for a lot of the lifters. But um there was even on the women's side there was a handful of people that on that their first attempt deadlifts were too light like people were shooting back instead because there was several women that i watched that when they lifted that weight it flew up and they stepped backwards
0: yeah i think a lot of times it's just you know make sure you keep yourself in the meat and i mean because i was seeing some jumps from the first attempt to the second attempt where it was like 30 40 kilograms i was like yeah I'm not used to seeing that but I mean Which, when you got when you've got for, all the best lifters in the world in one spot you're going to see stuff like that.
1: Yeah. If you're if you're jumping up by 30 kilos, I mean you're jumping up over 60 pounds. Like that's just crazy. when yeah. it comes to I mean anybody that knows maxing out, I mean you're striving for that 315 bench and you hit it and you're thinking Oh, that was actually pretty easy. I could go up a little bit more, and you throw on that two and a half; and you're like, <laughs> it just folds you. It, yeah. So it every every pound, every kilo, it all matters. It, yeah, it adds up.
0: Yeah, especially in a meat like that, for sure. Um, which now takes us over to I think what will this will be a, again probably in the top five, if not the top three, most anticipated meats of twenty twenty four. Powerlifting American Nationals is about four weeks out and there's quite a few storylines yeah. that we're looking at right now. So with the 74s, it was going to be the Austin Perkins versus Taylor Atwood show. And this week we got news yeah, that saw Taylor at Atwood is taking a year off. So yeah, it sucks, but I understand the competitor that Taylor is and I don't think he wants to go out on his shield, not at a hundred percent, which I can respect, but
1: yeah. He, well, he, he is to kind of in explaining his video just where, where he's at and his mindset and just other things. It's just not in his best interest or whatever, but right. Like you said, the competitor that he is, he'll be back for thousand sure. percent.
0: He said he was going to yeah. compete later this year. I, I have a feeling it's a tune-up meet to get ready to take Austin Perkins and nationals or something next. It's gotta be something, but I, I, Again, with Sheffield being in play, you don't know when they'll see each other next. I I don't know, but uh, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. But now we got the battle of the eighty threes. So Delaney hit broke the world record. I think it was at like eight forty three or eight forty five at Sheffield. He won't be. I have
1: it right. Eight forty two. Eight forty.
0: Is it like eight forty two point five or is eight forty five? So,
1: 842.5.
0: 842.5. He beat it. That's the number to beat for now. Russ, or whoever wins first place at Nationals, in order to be able to represent Team USA at Worlds, they have to beat that number. I've heard Delaney's going into an offseason, so he's not going to turn around and compete at Nationals. So, it's going to be Russ returning, which I don't even think 843 is close to what he's going to be hitting. I think he's going to be upwards of...
1: 870 to 890 he's if been I didn't take a in, guess he's been in a really long period of just building and building and building so I think he's gonna blow up I'm actually curious total.
0: so from a co- from a coach's perspective when you have an athlete because the rest has not been down to 183 pounds in because even in the last even the last meet he did in South Korea, he weighed 198. He went up a weight class. Yeah. He hasn't weighed 183 in over, in almost like a year and a half, two years. And he hasn't been on a platform that long. What, what are you, like, from a coach's perspective, like, what are you thinking we're going to see out of Russ this meet?
1: I think there's two, in, in my mind, there's two sides of it. One side is, yeah, you're, you're, I guess the downside for him of being at that weight class for so long and, and building it where he's at for a year, year and a half where your body can start to get used to feeling like that and mass moves mass. So, um, I mean, there's a reason why people that squat a thousand pounds are as big as they are. <laughs> yeah. But, um, on the other side of it, I mean, Russ is Russ. Oh yeah. He's arguably one of the, you know, he's in that conversation in that realm of best powerlifters ever and everything. I mean, his his body type and his frame is built for powerlifting for one thing. Um and he's been doing it for so long, he and he knows what the powerlifting platform is like. He knows what that attention and the spotlight is like. So, I think if he if he really is in that conversation of some of the, one of the best power lifters ever in that realm, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 and that's what I, what I hope happens where he's able to drop down, you know, a little, drop down. So I don't know where he's at now. I know he's been dropping some YouTube videos, part of his new series and stuff like that. But um, being at that weight for a long period of time, could could raise some concerns but being the competitor that he is and the experience that he has I think he'll be okay. I think so too.
0: I yeah, I was curious I'm curious if we see a super meet this one. I have a feeling he's either going to have a super meet like something crazy either this meet or at Worlds. It's it's one of these two meets yeah. that I think he is just going to go off. Um I could see him going crazy this one, doing what it takes to win Worlds, and then going crazy at Sheffield and getting into World Games next year. But it's crazy. I mean, because then you've also got Angelo Fortino, who won USAPL Nats, coming over to powerlifting American Nationals. So he he's got some killers behind him. I don't know if they have what it takes to put an end to him, but knowing who Russ is and watching him for so long – I wouldn't expect anything less than something, just a crazy performance come this meet. Um, and then that takes us for over sure. to the 93s. So Jonathan Keiko put up the best total for the 93s, which at the moment leaves him as the representative for USA at Worlds. However, Gavin Aiden signed up for powerlifting American Nationals. He is going to return to the platform in f- four weeks after he puts on a masterclass That's performance. That's and you've also got another heavy hitter coming from the USAPL, Brandon Petrie, who is the champ of the ninety-three or the ninety-kilogram class, who I think can yeah. make some noise as well. Um, I I would like your take on what you think Gavin Aiden does.
1: Do you, I mean, going from I I don't think I again on on the thinking of it as a coach where I don't – it's the mental side of it that I think about because over the past few years competing at Sheffield and he's kind of fallen short of what he's wanted to do and all of that and to come back and do what he did. He had a great meet. Um, I think he was like fifth or fourth overall or something, um, had some PRs and records and all of that. And just the the mindset it takes to get yourself to that point and to all of a sudden turn around in four weeks. I mean, I don't maybe he has an idea. He's obviously going to take a bit of a, a pretty light training week after that, after Sheffield to to kind of recuperate a little bit. Um he's gonna train a little bit intensely for a week or two just to kind of push his body, but then he's going to have to deload again right before the meet. So I don't know how much heavier he's going to be able to lift. I think it's possible because now he has an idea of some of the numbers that he hit and that he could maybe push a little bit more towards. But I don't know. It's whatever happens on meet day. But I think it's just the mental toll that it takes as long as he's ma- maintaining like a super positive and optimistic optimistic mindset and just maximizing recovery and all that stuff i think it's possible he could he could hit some bigger numbers for sure yeah hey,
0: i mean he's got that killer mentality but again i mean you have enough time to run a block like you can deload and ramp back oh, up yeah.
1: i just don't know because even right after sheffield I guess that gives him like five weeks, five and a half ish weeks to, which is, is a considerable amount of time.
0: Yeah. Not ideal, but no. It, it's, it's enough time to catch your breath and put something together, hopefully. Yeah.
1: So long, if he could, if he could work on that, the bench that he missed, I mean, that, that was a, that was a big one. Yeah. If he missed it, that, that third bench attempt, um, which I think he can do. So maybe that's where his focus is at, It's just working on that bench. Maybe he could add a couple kilos to his squat or deadlift, maybe. But we'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then, I mean, you go over to the 105s. You got Michael Davis, who's a former world champ, was at the very first Sheffield, um, lost to Anatoly at Worlds <laughs> this past year, which led him to not be able to go back to the Sheffield. But uh, he's coming up against an Ashton Ruska, who is, again, another person from USAPL who is a beast. And it also kind of goes over to the 120s, where you've got Bob Matthews versus Devin Williams. Again, another Team Joey Flex versus Team Craftsmanship under Marcellus. I think you've got a lot of rivalries about the heads in a couple weeks. It's going to be insane
1: yeah I'm excited to see where where that goes um yeah I don't know I don't I don't have much to add to that other than I just I just want to see it happen
0: yeah and I you know I was trying to look to see if anybody's been really posting their training. Everyone's been gatekeeping oh. their training like some yeah. some have shown it like Ashton is usually pretty transparent, but it's like I felt like Bob has gotten really quiet. Devin's really not too big on social media but every once in a while when he hits a big lift. You'll see it. I know Michael Davis trains with Jesus, but everyone's yeah. been kind of like, I feel like they've been holding back of what is actually going on. So it'll be interesting. But there's another big another big storyline, the last one of powerlifting American nationals. So the battle of the 120 pluses. So Jesus is basically, I don't think he has anything to worry about. He's going to be the representative for that weight class. But we have a matchup. Of Ray Williams versus Jesus' younger brother Pablo,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Ray Williams, I think I just saw him hit like a four fifteen kilogram squat, squat in training. So I mean, he's it looked, he's looking good when and you looks good when you get weights like that. Though I can't even imagine the toll it takes on your body.
1: But I think that's one of the things people like on the outside looking in as from, from an athlete perspective, everything feels different than how it looks when you're, when you're watching it on the outside. I mean, you could see a lift that shoots up and moves really well. Maybe it doesn't appear to be that heavy, but the way it feels is, is completely different. Um, I mean, you could be holding on to a deadlift for your dear life and it looks really good, but it don't feel (laughs) that way. And then especially just as a, as a bigger lifter as big as Pablo and Jesus and Ray Williams are when you're that big training volume adds up, especially when you're squatting upwards of a thousand plus pounds. I mean, that is just a insane toll on your body. So I would imagine that squat that Ray hit, I, I really doubt he goes much, maybe in the next week he can maybe attempt a little bit heavier but when you're lifting that heavy those guys will take maybe one somewhat maximal attempt like 3 weeks out and then they're not touching that weight until meet day right whereas whereas lighter weight lifters can handle a little bit more volume leading up to that meet like well i mean even what we've done we've worked on our openers and even second possible second attempts up until two weeks out, three weeks out, maybe, but when you're lifting a thousand pounds.
0: That's just wild. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So that basically ends the preview for that meet and heading over to the next topic, which is what to expect for apparel drops this year. Um, I know historically we've done a drop pretty like within the first quarter. Um, Hopefully, for, and I've said this in the past, hopefully for the last time in the next five to six plus years, I will not, this is the last time I'm moving. So for the time being, the apparel side of things are going to stay quiet. You'll hear a lot more of coaching for the next couple months. But as summer starts to approach, um, I think you can expect to see a very similar drop to what the Rose Collection was for us this past year, where you'll see a refreshed design and probably run in numerous colorways Um, and then you'll start to see stuff take off. I know we've been in talks about performance lines for nationals so you'll probably see our athletes, coaches, supporters in some nice new STG fitness gear uh, heading into nationals this year and it will likely be released after that takes place but There's a lot going on behind the scenes. There's a lot of planning. Um, you know, you can expect to see us dial in on some specific product lines of, you know, women's products, athlete lines, hats, tees, sweatshirts, crewnecks. I think we've, we, we honestly got a ton of great feedback. I think even between you and I, we've really liked the last sweatshirt we dropped. The hats have been a massive success so far. Um, And I think you're going to see us really start to hone in on some of the stuff that is a fan favorite and really see us start to expand in those areas, but also expect us to really take off with dialing in on women's products and really being able to diversify our portfolio as the year goes on. But for the time being, I apologize on behalf of STG Fitness and myself for moving one more time, but this (laughs) is hopefully – the last move we'll be making for a while. So no more excuses at the beginning of the year, but this should be it. Do you have anything you want to add to the apparel? I,
1: I, uh, yeah. Um, You know, we've talked about it. So things are in the works, but again, a focus on, on, on the coaching side of things for right now. Um, So if you're interested in coaching, you're interested in a program like we talked about, there's a new coaching option. So hit us up for that kind of stuff quick note for people that order a program over the course of this week, I'll figure out things on the back end, but when you go on the website, don't purchase a program on the website. You got to click a link that's there like four different times that says, click here to purchase your program. Cause if you buy it off the website, it won't charge you anything, but you're not going to get anything. There's, there's nothing attached to it. So, We'll figure out a smoother way to do that. But just so people know, you got to pay attention to the wording that's on the descriptions of the products that says click here to actually purchase your program. <laughs> We're not throwing like... any
0: shade, but it does no, say it four separate like... times.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like you go to the fitness programs link and it's there and it says it to click here. You click on the product you want. Again, it says click here. You're on the checkout page again and it says click here people still aren't getting that message. There's probably a smoother way that we can do it, and we'll figure that out. But in the meantime, pay attention to details.
0: (laughs) We're learning. We're learning. Yes,
1: yes, we are.
0: All right. So Q&As from the Instagram that we ran today. We got two questions. And the first one is, is what's on the screen there from our very own Brad, the equipment guy, a little curious of what's being previewed. Um, I'll go ahead and say it. It is a prototype and sample design for the Team STG Fitness Singlet for Nationals this year. It will not, eh, it might be the final design. I don't know. Um, But, you know, we're starting to, again, like I said, like five minutes ago is, you know, we're starting to sample some different things. We're starting to test out to see what we're going to run with the night for the rest of the year. And a team singlet is definitely in the works for nationals this year, but that is what was previewed. Second question we've got is how are the STG athletes preparing for Nats? And I will turn that over to our very own coach and I'll let you, I'll, I kind of want to hear how things are going from your perspective of everybody's training.
1: I think everything, I think everything's going pretty well. Um, like Grant, said earlier he's feeling like training's going pretty well so you know that's good we're going through a little bit of a tempo block right now uh mainly for the purpose of like anybody else else is out there figuring out their own programming you got you got plenty of time to prepare for a meet sometimes you can go through a block where maybe the weight isn't super heavy but you sometimes need to go through a point of just slowing things down maybe having pauses um, one and a quarter reps, whatever that may be to just work through some weaknesses, make sure that you're stronger off the floor, making sure that your lockout is more stable. Um, you're strong and powerful out of the hole, all of those things. So different, um, just different techniques to your lifting that can help ensure your technique. And then you make massive pushes for, for bigger weights when it gets closer to meat. uh, for that meat prep and really dialing in on some big numbers um so i think that that's going pretty well i think dylan's doing a great job grant i don't know if you saw did he send you his uh his new uh homemade rack yeah it's sick
0: it's looking good it's pretty dope so yeah dylan if you're listening i'm jealous i'm jealous it looks nice his,
1: his home crafted uh new home gym power rack his basement is is pretty sweet uh He's doing pretty good. I know his life is crazy with just work and, and having a little daughter and family, but he's making it work, man. That guy is just grinding. There's one time he's lifting at, like he'll send me a snap and it's, he's working out at like 4 a.m. the next time he sh- sends me a snap and he's working out at like 10 PM. So he, he's making it work. He's, he's being adaptable. Life happens. Um, going through a little bit of a deload, just making sure our body stays healthy. Um, who else? Um Brad is a little bit kind of right now. He's he's sort of on his own um through his sort of off season. But pretty soon here in another month or so he's gonna be reaching back out to me and we'll be dialing in for uh for beat prep. Um that's kind of our, our three man roster right now. I was trying to make a push for nationals for myself due to my Injuries, I'll talk about that maybe in a YouTube video sometime, but it's it's a little bit doubtful. I think it's still possible, but we'll we'll see. I gotta think about the long term, um, and maybe putting more focus into making sure that our S T G squad showing up to meet day is just ready to blow up the platform and and just make some make some real noise, put STG on notice.
0: Yeah. I know, are you going out there the whole week for nationals?
1: That's my plan. Yeah, to yeah, probably be there at least from Monday or Tuesday for sure, and then the rest of the week. Yeah, probably Monday. Yeah, I'll, I think, I'm debating on I'm I'm in between whether or not I want to drive. It's about six to seven hours for me to drive, or if I want to fly. I'm not sure. Being in Vegas last year, I'm not sure I want to deal with driving and that having my car. Yeah, and that kind of. Aryan stuff so probably end up flying but yeah
0: yeah hey in honor of the kelsey brothers Viva! las vegas, vegas. <laughs> now i'm excited i i think brad and i are both going to be out there uh sunday to sunday i think we're gonna try and hit up uh dragon layers gym i thought it was jay cutler's gym but i think it's owned by somebody else but uh we're gonna try and get out there um you know obviously we've got a lot of time until it happens, but, you know, we're going to try and plan some meetups. Um, I'm going to bring some some shirts out with us this time and really, yes, really push it out there, um, whether it's meetups, just hanging out, getting to network with some other lifters, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, we've got to lay for the land now because we were there all last year. And uh, it's going to be exciting to have a roster and to be there for the full week. <laughs> Really just be around that environment. It's a fun one to be around. It's inspiring. Um and it's t- it's time to make some serious noise. Um so be our third nationals together. So
1: it's yeah. be fun. Hey, we've we've at this point tripled tripled the uh S T G roster in a year. Oh yeah. The nationals. And who knows? I mean, people within if there's anybody else that wants to be a part of the S T G team and um wants to look into programming or coaching with us please reach out because i mean on the on the powerlifting side of things for us is to to make some noise for stg fitness and really have a squad have a team have people that just want to want to push themselves to some new goals
0: yeah yeah there's there's still time um i think the qualifying period ends
1: mid may mid may 18th or something.
0: Yeah. So if it is something you are interested in, um, please reach out soon because we can get you into a qualifying meet pretty fast. Uh, there's a lot going on in the Federation early on this year to open up those qualifying periods. So uh, if this is sounds of interest to you, or if you want to partake with, you know, Team STG Fitness and, you know, represent the brand and and really just go out there and show out, um, you know, We've got some spots on the roster open, so just shoot us a message and we'll get the rest taken care of. But you got anything you want to end this thing out on? We were talking for a while tonight. Not too much. This is this is a big one. Um, yeah, it's a good one. A lot of
1: stuff. I mean, I feel like we we say the same thing every time, but be consistent. Be consistent with with what you're doing, and uh, like I said earlier, be be a little bit patient. Don't get. Com- complacent but just keep grinding keep working
0: for sure build that momentum good momentum too Yep. don't get off the tracks and build bad momentum build good momentum do something great today and if you see somebody do something great today send us a message we want to we want to bring light to the world so um yeah that wraps things up god bless do something great today and uh we'll see y'all in two weeks peace